0: It's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car, and you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford. He's the man on the moose and on our journey today. It's been 365 days since the Series X and the Series S launched, so we're going to celebrate the birthday and talk about a bunch of games. So jump on into the Xbox Drive.
1: Greater than X
0: hello sean capri i'm in a weird mood ryan turford i was away i got to listen to the show as a fan last week i'm back home in 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 canada everything is great how are you doing my friend
1: i'm doing well i'm doing well again it's like we're having like it almost feels like it's the summer here in in london ontario it's like 20 degrees outside and the sun's shining but it's like november 10th so i have to keep keep reminding myself that winter's right around the corner but uh yeah you know we're we're feeling good here, but it's good to have you back, my friend. I know. Yes. Uh, huge thank you to to Steve uh, for coming on the show last week and and being awesome. Like I, Steve I think rules. we had a great show last week. So um, and he was doing a bit of the podcast work because he was also on Assemble XP last week and some other shows. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So a huge shout out to Steve for, for filling in Sean's un- unreasonably large shoes uh, <laughs> for last week's show. <laughs> I'm glad we're to have you back in shoes. the world of Canada, my friend.
0: Dude, I think we're gonna have to have Steve on the show more often or something because it was he's such a he's such a great writer and critical thinker. I have a lot of respect for Steve and the way that he jumped in. He also obviously had um, he had some time with Forza Horizon Five, which I thankfully to you were able to get uh, you know ten minutes of me chatting about that. And mm. I have a, a lot of respect for Steve's approach to reviews, and it was kind of neat to hear certain things that he talked about that I didn't, and there were certain overlap that we both kind of touched on, and you know that always makes me do a little fist pump like yeah where I said what the smart guy said like that always feels good so uh, (laughs) but obviously we didn't we didn't talk ahead of time we didn't compare notes but always interesting man um a lot of respect for him so thanks to Steve I was uh it was really just an impossibility I think Ryan for us to to do it any other way I was traveling Mm -hmm. I had a red eye like there's just there was no way and in the end we got a nice little treat with Steve being on the show so shout out to Steve
1: Plus, Steve did say on Assemble XP last week that, you know, he's open to doing more podcasts. So if you hey. have a podcast out there, you should maybe reach out to Steve because he's pretty awesome. You should have him on nice your show. One. Or maybe we, maybe we have him here more often. But, anyways, Definitely. enough about that. It's time to clean the garage a little <laughs> That's bit. We're never thieves. Well, it's the better. <laughs> we, we just never got to the actual show That's itself. True. There's so. a lot to say. Of course, if you want to support the show, (laughs) there's a number of ways you can do that. Number one, you could subscribe to us on your podcast feed of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. We're on all the things. So check us out on your podcast feed of choice. You can also leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you do, we will read it on the show during this segment. Also... We're on YouTube. If you want to see our beautiful faces every single week, we put up a video version of the show every single Thursday motoring on YouTube, youtube.com slash you You can see Sean in his car. You can see all of the memes that I inserted in the Nintendo drive this week. It's great. Nice. You go check over there. Speaking of YouTube, Sean, we finally hit the milestone that we've been chasing ever since we launched the YouTube channel. Oh, about a year yes. ago at this time, we have hit 500 subscribers on YouTube. So first of all, I want to extend a whole hearty thank you to everyone from my from the bottom of my heart for subscribing to us on YouTube, for checking out the videos, for liking them, for subscribing, for commenting on them. I, I've always loved making videos and being able to do video versions of the show there is pretty awesome. So I love that people are, are checking them out there and, uh, and interacting with us there. So huge. Thank you to everyone who subscribed there. Also, we did mention that there was going to be a giveaway of a one-year Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Code, and that is actually happening on Friday. So there, if you would like, like Hi to... Hi there, can I
0: please get uh, a large Diet Coke and a large coffee with two Splenda? For sure, That is all. Fine, thank, you. thank you. It's very tempting to get that apple pie, Ryan. As soon as I finish, she says, is there anything else, and the apple pie shows up. I'm very tempted by it, but I know that it's not good for me, and I know that it's probably not as good as it looks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's right there, Sean. It's right there. You can get an apple pie whenever you want. But if people want to support us, they can uh, they can tweet at McDonald's Canada and tell like, for God's sakes, get these guys a sponsorship. They go to your restaurant every week. You know that is the one thing that I'll say. There you know, we we said a lot of good things about Steve. He didn't go to McDonald's. Like, That's come true, on, Steve.
1: Like he was at his Back. house though, Sean. <laughs>
0: You can do like a house. skip the dishes or
1: something like that. You, I mean, I did that for you, Sean, during Extra Life this year when you were when you were streaming. I was like, I'm going to invoke my inner Sean and order McDonald's to my house. So I did. Oh, very nice. And
0: Joe Joe did the same thing in Rome, but I'm sure we'll talk about that in a bit. I interrupted you very rudely. All okay. part of the show.
1: That that's what we do. People know what this is So true. of course, if you want to be entered into that giveaway, because all you have to do to, oh, to yeah. enter is just subscribe to us on YouTube. Head over to youtube.com/slash Yumi Capri. You have until Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern ba- Standard Time now. Eastern Standard Time. I can oh, actually yeah. say that now that the time's changed um, to enter, and then we will draw a winner on Friday morning. So we'll announce that on Twitter, at Yumi Capri's on Twitter, we'll, we'll announce the winner there. Next up, patreon.com slash Yumi where you get early access to this show as well as some exclusive content. So throw a little tip in the old tip jar if you feel so inclined and you get early access to the content as well. And last but not least, we have to talk about this, Sean. Extra Life happened last weekend. Of course, you were in Rome, New York. Um, I streamed from home, and uh, I think we did a pretty successful job. I know we raised over $22,000 for team Phoenix overdrive. So we did an amazing job there helped helped out by the Cato bump to your point a little bit earlier, but also mm-hmm. everyone kind of came together and-, and we had a, a great round of fu- fundraising. So uh, huge shout out to that. Again, if you- folks at home want to still donate, um, i actually left the donation links in our, in the show notes as well. Um, Cause I mean, the donations still c- are open until the end of the year. So you have a-, a way to get in there. And speaking of extra life, we got a question about extra life specifically for Sean, This comes to us from Jordan at JLA underscore 15 who asked the question, what was your favorite and or most unexpected thing that happened during your trip to New York? So Sean, what do you think about this question?
0: Oh, I love this question. Thank you so much. Um, I've got my drink, I've got my coffee, I'm ready to go. Uh, what a great question, man. There's, I mean, you spend 24 hours in the same space as really good friends from all over the world. Like that's sort of like a high level, like favorite. It's like, we don't get to do that ever. Um, I have a lot to talk about, man. I was on the news. I uh, had, yep. <laughs> had a reporter <laughs> kind of chat with me as I was playing Half Thumb, the Tetris uh, effect connected that I progressively got worse at. The night before, Extra Life was really special because we all crammed into into Lee's house. He invited all of us in there. Andrew Semichek and Mr. Badbit and Kevin Austin and Josh Barboni from uh, PSVG. They were all there. A bunch more people um, just laughing and having a good time and eating food and hanging out. And and Josh got me a big box of overpower cards, which was So sweet, you can't even imagine, dude. Like, I don't think anybody... People hear that I was into Overpower back in the 90s. This was like a almost like Magic the Gathering for dummies with, uh, with Marvel characters. This was my jam as a kid. This was me in the comics world rather than actually being into actual comics. I had the cards. And I've been sort of, like, recently getting back into them. And he got me a big box of cards that... Many duplicates, many things that I've already had, but many I didn't. And just so special, man. Really like the gift itself, the, the hospitality by Lee and his family and his friends, the opportunity to get together with everybody. I could go on and on, but extra life was so special. Um, I'm really glad that I got back into my home country. That was, (laughs) that was also very good. Um, but dude, just, we got to play video games. We raised a boatload of money. We got some of the best prizes we've ever had. And again, shout out to Xbox Canada, PlayStation Canada, and Ubisoft Canada um, giving us just the best. And it really, really made a big difference. We're all <laughs> writing notes right now, Ryan. We've all got like debrief notes. Me and Badman and a few others, we're going to be looking towards next year, how we can work together even more. We I think Badbit and I kind of just uh learned a lot by teaming up there. So thinking about having like a single page for next year, for us all to share rather than you mm-hmm. going, like, go here for Ryan and go here for Sean and go here for somebody else. Like, I think yeah. we'll probably come together uh within Team Phoenix Overdrive.
1: For sure. Yeah. Cause I think, I know this is something that you and I talked about before as well. Like, especially after mm-hmm. my extra live stream, it's, it, it just makes it easier to point everyone to go to one place. Yeah. You have all the prices in one place. um The only yeah. downside is we'll have to choose one charity between all of us to kind of go on. That's but, true. Uh, I, I That's think, true. Uh, I think we can make it work. But, uh, Lastly, before we get into the show proper, Sean... You're on another little thing that just came out of the nowhere this morning that I was not expecting. So, uh, Mr. Famous Superstar Sean Capri, tell me about what happened this morning.
0: Surprise! Well, again, part of my trip to New York City, I hung out with Joe After Work, one of my famous uh, favorite streamers. He's a famous streamer. Uh, Joe After Work, twitch.tv slash Joe After Work. Please go follow him. Uh, but also, about an hour after I met up with him, uh, Joey Ferris from Game Explain happened to also be in New York City. He lives, of course, in California. He was he was there. Uh, with his family and hanging out and he met us at at Nintendo New York we had a sweet hang over there spent way too much time I bought all the plushies which was great and um yeah, I guess I might have been just top of mind for him because Joey and I we go back many many years. He was one of the first few dozen guests on We the Gamer Cast back in 2016, and we've been friends ever since. And I've watched him go from you know his Game and Talk podcast with Alan all the way through Game Explain, and it's been wonderful to see. So hanging out with him last week, and then it was yesterday at about noon. He's like, "Hey man, can you come around 3:30 Pacific time to come talk about the one year anniversary of Xbox on Game Explain?" I'm like. That sounds perfect. And the thing about it, Ryan is, it was you know just kind of like hanging out with um with with Joey. Because I've known him forever, didn't feel like, oh my gosh, it's a game explain thing, which it is, and that's, that's awesome. Um, I just got to have a, a sweet hang and talk about something I'm really passionate about, being Xbox celebrating its, its first anniversary. So people should definitely go check that out. I'm sure many of you already have, but anybody yeah. who hasn't, it was an honor really to be, um, yeah, just sort of catch up with Joey again in real life. And then to make some content with him is super special, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's awesome to see, it, especially because like it sounds like you guys had like a, a, a real conversation about it, just talking. Yeah. And, and especially because like that's something that they the game explain does with a lot of their discussions. They're just you know like almost like just talks about whatever the topic is and yeah. just having a nice conversation. So I haven't had a chance to watch it at the time of recording this, just because I, I was out. on some other podcast this morning that you'll be hearing oh. about next week. But uh, um, I'm excited to check it out this afternoon. So definitely check that out. Well, speaking of that, Sean, before we get into what we were playing. We should at least talk about the subject that you guys talked about on that yeah. video, at least a little bit. So at the time we're recording this, we've officially hit one year of Xbox mm-hmm. Series X and S. So we're celebrating the, the birthday of the Xbox Series X and S. And uh, I, I've got to say, it's been an awesome year with these consoles, even though yeah. we haven't had like a big exclusive title that's exclusive to them. Like I I've, I've really feel like, They've been just an, both been a, a natural part of my household even though I don't currently have my my series X although I'll be getting another one on Monday but uh, oh nice because yeah, I, I actually sold mine to Matt Sawinski on the PlayStation drive I love it spot, yes because I have the Halo one coming on on Monday so yes of course um, so that they've been a permanent fixture in my household going forward mm-hmm. I love like the, the 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 fast load times and the way mm-hmm. some of the games are enhanced especially like playing a game like Soconauts 2 for example. Um, playing it on the old school consoles because I, I tried it on 1X versus playing oh, it on, yeah. on Series X, and it made just such a big difference with that game in particular. So mm-hmm. um, I do think it's been awesome having the, these consoles. But Sean, what do you think about the birthday and uh, one year of these consoles so far?
0: The thing that jumps out to me that we actually didn't get a chance to talk about on Game Explain was the sort of like hidden reveal, but also maybe like worst kept secret ever, which was the Series S. Mm-hmm. And the lead up towards that. And, you know, just the way that they, they launched the like Xbox Series X. And this was after we had the One S and the One X. You had to know that the S was coming. And so there was the Brad Sams, I think, kind of like really blew the lid off of it. But somewhere along the lines, wasn't there like a controller that somebody saw? And, um, and it said Series X and S kind of like put together in the way that we all know now. Yeah. And so that whole journey was something I think is kind of fun and fond, uh, has fond memories for me. And then just the way that both PlayStation and Xbox rolled out with a two skew strategy, but very different, you know, with Xbox coming in, trying to claw back some market share with that Series S. And I will say, after Extra Life, seeing a bunch of Series S's around the room was very, very cool, man. The Series S, I think, plays a really important role kind of role in xbox's expansion to reach more and more players as they crawl back to the glory days of the 360 so that's one thing that like really jumps out to me thinking about one year ago what were what were we thinking about and it was people trying to figure out if they wanted the full 499 uh series x or the 299 series s without a without a disc drive in there So I think it's been a great year. I think you're right, like, in terms of this is now a permanent fixture. I can't imagine going back to the One X, which is my number one reason uh, or response to anybody who says, like, do we need these consoles now? And it's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I couldn't imagine having spent another year with my One X if, you know, the Series X was going to be an option. I will take the Series X gladly. But really now, now that we're a year in, I think this is very common for consoles, like, I think now is when things are going to hit. We're a week out of, or at least you and I have been, uh, or Steve and I have been playing Forza for about a week. Everybody mm-hmm. else is going to be playing it as of today or yesterday. Halo is coming out in a couple of weeks. Like Now things are really moving uh, after a year of what I think has really been Game Pass. It's really yeah. been the spotlight more than the consoles itself. So that's kind of my, my jamble on it, man
1: yeah and plus we've had a lot of really solid games on Xbox this year whether they're from mm-hmm. third parties that also appear on, on PlayStation but also we've had a lot of really good first party stuff this year too so
0: Sony yeah. first first party stuff we've had
1: well there's that but that, yeah. I mean <laughs> but I mean first no I mean first party stuff on Xbox though I mean we again you can't discount
0: you know Psychonauts 2 of course. Flight Simulator mm-hmm. Forza Halo like th- that's a Dude, pretty good year for Microsoft busters. first party Gears High Busters continues to be forgotten, and I'm here to not let that happen. Gears High Busters was awesome, and people I think have missed it. Maybe they got into Xbox, saying like January or February. Like, go back and play that. I'm fairly certain that's on Game Pass. Um, but dude, that that like little expansion, I think it was like three or four hours long. It's not a, it's not a hefty deal. But yeah. if people are looking for things to do to prove the power of the of the X, that's a it's a super fun experience for sure.
1: I'm here to tell you that I totally forgot about it, John. I, I know you that did. That game came out this
0: year. Most people did. Most, and it was right after the Series X. And for me, like I, I remember playing games just to see how much better they were. Gears was is a showcase, and it gets forgotten in a way, similar way that like I think uh, Forza Motorsport games get forgotten because it's like, you know, Xbox is all about Forza, Halo, and Gears, and it's like, yeah those are awesome. (laughs) Like go, don't (laughs) discount them. Don't, don't forget about them because they're almost cliche at this point. Like they're, they are staples and they deserve people's attention.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's grab our A-tracks, pop them in. It's time for the playlist 15 minutes into the show, of course. (laughs) So, uh, we should talk about the games we played. So Sean, I'm going to start with you, even though you just did a lot of
0: talking. Um, what did you play this week, my friend? I played games for 24 hours straight for Extra Life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I played Forza, of course. Um, I'm not sure if there's uh, too much more to really say about it at this point other than that I'm excited that everybody else is jumping in now that it's uh, live on Game Pass day and date. I think we're going to be talking about how many people are playing it. But this is, again, kind of repeating what I said last week. It's everything I wanted out of Forza. <laughs> it is the party atmosphere. The soundtrack is amazing. Now that I'm back on my, my TV at home, I'm like, reminded of how gorgeous this game is it's so smooth and i i've got my i I think i collected last night three different celicas or as some would say toyota celicas ryan Mm -hmm. i have got my supras i got all my toyotas it is excellent it's so so good i'm i want to go to do all the arcade things i want to do all my accolades uh forza horizon 5 has captured my heart and i think it is a early early contender i'm still early in it um I want to. I think it's it's got to be up for game of the year, man. It's they've delivered on the potential of Forza. Um, I think at least it was built with the third one, and it's so so good. Have you jumped into it at all? I know it just jumped into to Game Pass just yesterday. Yeah, I don't know it, if was, you have it just
1: It just went up yesterday. I mean, first mm-hmm. of all, if I had bought the early access like ultimate bundle, uh, I would have been able yeah. to play it on Friday. But I knew yeah. that what just
0: was wait. probably going to happen
1: is I just was not going to end up playing it enough. And mm-hmm. sure enough, I played it for an hour and a half yesterday, Sean. Yep. and I think what do you I'm think? Gonna, I think I'm going to be uninstalling the game and probably not going Shut back. Shut up! To it. What? Yeah, I mean to be, and just to throw it out there, uh, racing games I think are okay, but are not a genre that I'm super into or anything like that. And I like what I played a Forza Horizon Five. I think that it's a well put together game with lots of s- stuff to do. But honestly, my history with the series is I just don't really play them for very long. I don't really stick oh with, th- with them my for very long. God. And again, it's nothing against the game. I, it's just. Personally, a Ryan Turfer thing, I'm not super into them. Um, so I'm personally probably going to end up putting it down. Like, I still want to probably play it once or twice more before I decide to to put the game down. But this combined with the fact that Shimigami Tensei 5 comes out tomorrow, Sean, and uh, some other games that are coming up that I want to get to, this one's probably going to get put on the back burner for me personally.
0: But here's. Here's how I want to tackle this. I am tempted to say go to change.org to start a petition <laughs> to see if you want Steve Favgari as the new co-host of the Xbox Drive. I'm tempted to say that, but I won't say those things, Ryan. What I will say is this is actually what I think makes the show as good as it is, is that mm-hmm. all those games you just talked about, I'm like, no. Not even a little bit Shin Megami Tensei Five, like not not even close. Yeah. And for so for me to be like, this is one of the best games I've played this year. It's, it's my new obsession, uh, as I want to try and carve out time for Riders Republic as well. Um, Forza is everything to me, and it's like it doesn't hit your radar. I think that actually makes for like a good podcast. That's what people should be looking for. I think.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like the, whenever I, I I talked about this before on, uh, I think we talked about this on the Umi Capri podcast. But like whenever I'm looking for a new podcast host, I always want someone who like likes some of the stuff that I like, but like it's also different in a lot of ways too. So that's what I like about our dynamic. Whereas like I'm not, I'm not afraid to to go out there and say that Forza Horizon 5 isn't for me. But, but like if I was to evaluate this as a critic, I definitely would be evaluating it in a much more positive light than what I totally i do think Mm -hmm. that again that it's visually gorgeous i love the setting of the game again all the activities are are there and there's just a ton to do and it's all really fun Uh, it's just not really speaking to me personally and Mm -hmm. that's something i recognize as just knowing who i am personally so
0: like i'm um, worried about the other games that i could be playing you know like other games are going to suffer because of forza horizon 5 is basically where i'm at you know
1: In fact, I think Forza Horizon Five is literally your Final Fantasy 14 for we Where like
0: it when, could when be the,
1: when the Final Fantasy 14 expansion comes out on December 3rd, Sean, all other games are being put on the back burner at that. Yeah, point. It's, it's the apocalypse, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like a yeah, everything gets gets obliterated. I'm I need to finalize a couple of details. I would love to share it with people here because I know there's a lot of people jumping into Forza Horizon, but we're gonna be um, teaming up with with PSVG and. Um, creating like a, I don't know what it's called, like a club or something like that. And it might, yeah. might be called you, me and PSVG. I, think I actually that's think what it's it,
1: already up. Like, I is think it done? Okay. about Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Then, um, so then yeah, there it is. If you go to, if you go to eat the hype on Twitter, uh, Donnie Reese's Twitter, I think he posted that uh, while you were doing extra life, which is probably why you missed that. So
0: yeah, well, I remember I we were talking about it at the table. Somebody had yelled out, "Like, should it be like you me a PSVG?" I'm like, "That sounds awesome." So if it's if it's up, I have to. <laughs> Some other people might be joining it before me because I'll have to do it when I get back home.
1: For sure. Well, speaking oh, of Forza, so Sean, we yes. got a question about Forza from oh, nice. Seamus McIsaac at Famous oh, Seamus, who asked the question: Has playing Forza Horizon Five made you want to go to Mexico? Also, are there visual? Is the game visually impressive on Xbox Series X? Now, again, I ha- don't have. Series X right now, so I can't play it on there. So this is more of a question for you, Sean. But is it
0: is it a question about X or S? Is it visually uh, impressive X. X. Oh well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, we can answer that. So yeah. yeah, go ahead. It looks good, but first of all,
1: um, playing the game. I, I've first, I've been to Mexico a few times and same. Um, I, I I like Mexico, but I don't generally love hot areas of the world. Like I like mm. going to areas that are colder. So. Um, Mexico, I, I think it's cool to go there and, and, uh, whatnot, but I'm, I, the game didn't necessarily make me want to go visit Mexico, but what about yeah. you, Sean? What, what do you think about this question?
0: Yeah. It reminds me of, I visited Mexico on both sides of the coast, actually been to Mexico a number of times for weddings and just various vacations and things like that. You know, I was 20 at one point. So Mexico was the place to go. Uh, I don't know that this is necessarily like a geographical, you know, duplication of real Mexico. <laughs> you know, you've got like the Aztec <laughs> temples. You know an hour or like you know just down the street from the cities and uh and the beaches and everything like that so um but it does kind of just remind me of like those good times like because i've seen it it seems more familiar to me and i don't know i don't necessarily know if i want to go back to mexico for that but i like the i just i feel like i'm there and i think that's one of the most impressive thing is because it's a racing game i get so much of the atmosphere and i I think it's more of just I have an appreciation for Mexico than mm-hmm. me wanting to go travel there, if that makes any sense. Because I have a bit of a bias now. I want to go on a cruise. I got yep. married on a cruise. I love cruising. I'm an old man at heart. That's really what I want to do if I were to travel somewhere. But this is the perfect setting. I think they're really going to struggle with what's next, unless it's Japan. Like, there's few places I think that will match. Net what is now, you know, Australia was the best, Mexico is great. Um, I think they had one in like the Mediterranean. I think that might have been Forza Two, Forza Horizon two. They need the yeah. setting plays such a huge role in my enjoyment here and it has to be something fun. So yeah, that's not to take anything away from from the setting at all. It's uh it's just different. Yeah. It hits different for me.
1: Well especially like when you look at Forza Horizon the original Forza Horizon, which was in like Colorado. Right. It was in then, America, yeah. And and then uh the UK uh uh base for, for four four, yeah, like those were just less interesting. I us, and I think a lot of that just has to do with we live in North America, so they're just right. so similar to where we live
0: already that it's like not visually interesting for us to you it's know about visit the party. those places. It's a festival, and like where do the best festivals kind of happen? Like I feel like I feel like Mexico makes a lot of sense. It feels like Australia yeah. makes a lot of sense. So there are there are really wonderful landscapes to explore, but I'm not there to like. I'm not I'm driving too fast to really like appreciate like the look of them. I wanna I, it's more about the feel to me. So they they nailed it this time with, with five. Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: Um, so moving on, I played another game this week, Sean, because I had to bust out a spooky game because we're we're, oh. we're a little bit past Halloween. Yeah. But I ended up playing Fatal Frame, the Maiden of Black Water, which Ooh. is actually a port. Of a Wii U game that was yeah. actually a Wii U exclusive um, coming to us fra- from uh, Tecmo. And yep. the Fatal Frame series is like a long-running horror series going all the way back to the PS2. In fact, I did an episode of The Crossroads all about uh, Fatal Frame 2 because that's actually one of my favorite uh, original Xbox horror games. And uh, it was cool to get a chance to play this because I actually I have a Wii U, but I never picked this up on Wii U because they have like a weird... Like buying system where you had you you bought you downloaded this demo and then you had to buy the game in parts. It was weird, so Mm -hmm. I I decided to wait on it, and uh, I'm glad I waited because this game looks really good on on current gen. Like I think they did a great job with the port. Um, And basically, you play as these three different characters, and they're almost like uh, missing persons investigators, and they're basically going to find these people that have been quote unquote spirited away um, to yeah. this mountain in Japan. And uh, you, you suspect ghosts might be behind it. And it turns out that that there are ghosts in this game. Um, but luckily you have a object called the camera obscura, which is basically a, a, a special camera that if you take pictures of the ghosts, it actually like stores their souls in the camera. So that's how you yeah. defeat the enemies in this game. And it it's, has
0: very expensive film. I think that costs a lot to do that. It uh, It does. It does. Mm -hmm. Like it's
1: got special film for the cameras, but yeah, I, I, I I, as someone who's been a big fan of of the series for, for years now, and I'm so happy that we have a a returning entry, even though it's older because it did come out on Wii U. Um, Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed my time with this game. I think it's really fun. If you like survival horror games, like resident evil, um, but like having it be a little more creepy since you have to like get up and close and personal with the ghosts in order to take pictures, pictures of them. And they can, some of them can be like really creepy, uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this. I think it's a lot of fun. So definitely mm. check it out. It's not a full price experience either. I think it's fifty three Canadian dollars. So <laughs> it's kind of an odd price. Round it, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's just the conversion's th-
0: weird. So yeah, um, it's not
1: a full price experience. And I, but I think it's, I think it's definitely worth it. I think it's fun if you like horror games. So check it out.
0: Very and cool, then- man.
1: Last up, I know you wanted to give a shout out to Project Winter, so tell me about that real
0: That's quick. That's exactly what I want to do. I want to give a shout out to Project Winter. I got to Extra Life, and everybody was just kind of like Project Winter. I'm like, I've never heard about this game. What the heck is it? And so I installed it. I did the tutorial. I was kind of like, mm, it's not about this kind of game. You're you're kind of stuck in a desolate landscape. It's cold. I get that already in Canada. There's a it's snowy. There's wolverines, and well, they're probably wolves after you. Uh, mm-hmm. And you're kind of wandering around gathering resources to try and fix things so that you can be rescued is basically the 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 flow here but then after the tutorial you get thrown in you play it's a multiplayer game it's mm-hmm. a social multiplayer game it's a lot like among us um in a great way and i, I kind of like turn my nose up at that because i'm like i've played among us a lot i'm kind of kind of done with that but you're you start in a cabin between i don't know if there was four or six of us and two people are traders And the rest of them are going to try to, you know, gather the resources to fix the radio, to call in a rescue and things like that. But there are two people among you who will try to sabotage the mission. And it was super, it was super fun, man. You can collect a bunch of like parts of weapons to then go to a bench and craft your weapons and then go shoot somebody in the face. You can grab a bear trap or create a mine. And as everybody goes into the cabin to warm up, (laughs) you can do what I did and just wait outside with your shotgun. <laughs> blasts everybody in their Good face. Lord. It's <laughs> like to me the the deception, the like the uh, the treacherous act of of turning on somebody is more I think satisfying in this with Project Winter than with Among Us. You don't just like stand next to somebody and go like press kill. Like you have mm-hmm. to you have to kill them. You have to, you can punch them in the face. You can take an yep. axe to them. You can shoot them with a shotgun. There's yeah. So there's a little bit more on that front. And dude super fun i really i was surprised by it because i was not enjoying the tutorial and then once we got in with um with jace and a bunch of others it was a it was a great time man
1: and plus going back to your moment that you d- described of ch- pointing the shotgun to the door <laughs> i love the best part about that was you like missing and not killing them and then like all like circling you and then just beating you to death they rushed me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like get on, he's the bad
0: guys <laughs> oh, yeah, good so, times so hilarity good. ensued man yep good times Good
1: time. So it's on G- Game Pass, so definitely check that out as yeah. well if you've
0: got some friends as well. Mm-hmm. There's well, your hidden gem for the week.
1: There you go. So let's slam the brakes on this conversation. Let's go get through a couple of news stories because we're running a little bit short on time. First up, speaking of Forza Horizon Five, Phil Spencer took to Twitter to announce that Forza Horizon Five has surpassed 4.5 million players oh my across God. PC, cloud, and console on launch day. It's the largest (laughs) launch of any Xbox game studios title, and the peak concurrent count is three times higher than the highest number set by Forza Horizon 4. So, bigger than Halo, Ryan.
0: Is that what that means?
1: Bigger than Halo. That's what that means. Bigger than Halo at this point. Holy crap. Crazy to think about. And I think it's just the fact that it's on Game Pass, the fact that it's on. Three different platforms, which again, that's assuming we uh, put cloud as a console. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. that's a lot of people checking out a game that people constantly say is like a a niche genre, like racing is kind of a niche genre. Whereas I think this is definitely Forza's coming up party, but I, I think this is awesome news. What do you think, Sean?
0: I am totally with you, man. And it actually makes me think about halo (laughs) when I'm like, this is bigger than any other halo game. Like then what does that say about halo? Uh, I definitely
1: saw that on Twitter from a few people. Like they're they're, they're like, what if this is,
0: if this is what Forza can do, imagine what halo is going to do being free to play. Good God. Yeah. You you said it best. This is the coming out party for Forza. I think it's actually the coming out party for Xbox in a lot of ways. I think we've been just waiting for Xbox to have like, it's big deal it's big hitter and this is it i, I and i want to keep that in context in terms of like bigger than halo because i think you look at a lot of games and and you talk about mi- when you talk about millions of anything you kind of go like what does that even mean like it's such a gigantic mm-hmm. number that it's actually hard to conceptualize sometimes and you, you see games like mario kart we talked about that on the nintendo drive doing like 38 million copies or something like that it's not exactly the same thing but 4.5 million people playing the same game on the same day is like Mm-hmm. Insane, I think there was another stat going like going around when you play Forza horizon five there's a um there's like leaderboards across the uh, across a number of different areas, and it will show you you rank like forty six percent of x number of players, and there were screenshots going around saying that there were nine hundred thousand players this <laughs> yep. weekend before the game came out. there's like almost a million people or maybe more who bought the game ahead of time they got the ultimate deal the ultimate version so obviously a beast an absolute monstrous launch for forza horizon 5 which is makes me very happy because the world itself like you can play you can jump in online or you can just play solo there's lots to do so very very exciting for not just forza but for halo and really for the future of xbox and what did what did phil say like this is the realization of a promise or something like that like this is the vision. That yep. you would have a game come out into Game Pass and you'd have many, many, many millions of people playing that game. It's a huge shift for the industry.
1: Yeah, and especially like this is just day one. Like I right. imagine that the lifetime, like this game's gonna have legs, I think. So I'm I'm curious to know how that a number that number really evolves over time mm-hmm. as well. It's if word it, of mouth. Yeah, like I think hopefully this means more and more people jump in and and put it and it puts into context something that we've talked about on on the PlayStation drive a little bit. But when when people don't think about Gran Turismo being one of Sony's biggest franchises on that side, because it's a racing franchise for the same reasons that they talk about Forza in this way. Mm -hmm. But Gran Turismo is one of the best selling franchises on PlayStation. Like in their history, yeah. So having a game of that size and of that caliber on Xbox, I think is quite a testament. So this yeah, is why I'm you saw to see like this, this
0: is why you saw like Dreamcast and Sega wanting like football games and and like sports in general. Yeah, uh, they are very very popular. They cut through you know mainstream. So and I think also Aaron Greenberg has talked about this as well. Like the notion of creating so much value into Game Pass has people talking about the game. So if you have million people playing this all telling their friends like that they're playing this game and they can get it through game pass like now the machine starts to work a little bit and that's Mm -hmm. man it's very exciting because you want to see when when i think when companies kind of go for something big and ambitious you don't want to see them fail i don't think we've seen that before and it's very dissatisfying you don't want (laughs) to see like a dreamcast fail and you want to see something that was ahead of its time, and like that's not a great legacy to have. It means they failed. It means that it flopped. And yeah. and to have them kind of have this work out is, it's good for us because we like to podcast about it, and it's good for gamers because we like to play the games.
1: Yeah, and I'm hoping that like what I would love to see is maybe them hit like 10 million by the end of the year. I think that would be amazing to mm-hmm. see. So, yeah, I guess we'll hear more about it as as the situation unfolds. But lots of people playing Forza. If you want to play multiplayer, yeah, it doesn't sound like you're gonna have a hard time finding a game at all. So, right there, you go. All right, let's let some of our friends into the car with us. It's time for the carpool and we're moving on because we've got lots of questions this week. So folks, nice. tell us if you would like to have your question read and answered on the carpool, you can either follow us on Twitter at Yumi Caprice. We put up a question post every single Tuesday, usually with Sean's face. Sometimes it's an anime gift from me. It just depends on the <laughs> week. Um, or you can leave a comment on YouTube. Uh, if so if you're watching the video version, just leave your question there and we'll answer it. Or if you join our discord, the Yumi and Capri discord, it's free to join the, the link is in the show notes. You can leave your question there as well. Just like Garrett bland at bland explosion did. We know him. He asked the question, do you think early access will be a common tactic for first party releases to make a quick buck? I would shout out early money, extra money for avowed or elder Scroll six. If I can play them early, I mean, this is something we've actually been seeing Xbox do for a long time, whether yeah. it's Forza, but also Gears did this as well with the Ultimate Edition for Gears um, and, and some of their other first-party releases. So yeah. I think that this isn't a new tactic for Microsoft. Not it just happens a to bit. be at this time around, it seems to have worked really well with with the day one This is a Forza, but Sean, what do you think about that question?
0: It's also for a game that a lot of that they have a lot of eyes on. I think this is almost like a almost like a Nintendo strategy, and that like they haven't really been talking about many games uh, in the last little while. A lot of eyes on what's next for Xbox, which is Forza, and so yeah, this is they had it with. I think. Forza Horizon 3, even like this has been something that's been going on a long time. Dave Moore and I have talked about this on this show back in the day. Yep. And and the logic that we sort of established there that I think holds true even to this day is let's say you have a game that comes out like day one. That is the most expensive that game will be. And if you push out maybe 90 days afterwards, it's gonna be cheaper from that. But if you go backwards from that 90 days, back up to the launch day and it becomes more expensive if you go even further (laughs) before the launch day, then it's even more expensive to that. And Peter Moore actually talked about this being that um, the price point, depends on the audience and there's always going to be a, a proper price point for a particular set of, of gamers and for some people they want to play that game earlier than the rest of the people they will pay a print they'll buy it at a high price and mm-hmm. i think you will see this more and more i don't have a single issue with it at all ryan i will choose yeah. not to do it um and i won't go well if it's available why don't they just give it to me uh you know at that point in time I think they are they're more than welcome to sell it at a higher price if people want to play it earlier. Mm-hmm. And yes, you're right. You'll see much more of this, I think,
1: yeah. I, I think it makes sense for for multiplayer games like this to do that. I would be a little more upset if it was a single player only game with a campaign that they did this with because then you'd be worried about spoilers, you know, for three or That's four true. days or however long the expert wants. That's true. The, the, the process is worse Forza. You don't really care about that. So well, I think they
0: do with Gears too. Like it's not just Forza. They did, Forza. Yep. They did it with, yeah, like this is, which obviously had a campaign, which obviously had things That's happen. That was something I was very worried about. But
1: luckily with Gears, they were smart about it because they rolled that version into Game Pass. So when you got Gears for Game Pass, you also got it early. Um, so you That's didn't have right. That.
0: That's right. Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: whereas Forza, they obviously didn't do it that way. Like, you had to buy the extra add-on pack to give you an mm-hmm. early if you wanted to do the Game Pass route. So that's why I think it's a little bit... Yeah, uh, well said. I, I think it's like an apples and oranges thing, uh, and it's mm-hmm. game. It's on a game-by-game game basis. Like, if they did this with Halo, um, I'm it, 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 for just the campaign, I would be more upset about it, I think, and be worried about spoilers. So hmm. that's all I'm going to say mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, Brennan Myers at The Winter Gamer. We know him here, too. You probably saw him this weekend. Uh, I did. Say, asks... Now that you have traveled with your Series S, what are some things that you should make sure to do to make your gaming experience the best on the road? So this is actually not the first time you've traveled with your Series S because you also brought it to Toronto with you, whereas I've never traveled
0: with mine, Sean. So what do you think about Brendan's question? Uh, Brendan, first of all, Brendan Myers showed up with his Series S in a, like, awesome briefcase kind of thing. Like, it was really, it was very smart with foam inside, and that is one thing that I I recommend for other people. I have a a wonderful sleeve for my laptop, which keeps it very well protected. I did not have that for my Series S, and I regret it big time. Uh, It's got a couple scuff marks on it, as well as my controller as well. So, I don't know if necessarily that has anything to to do with the gaming experience, but i i'm I'm disappointed in myself for not thinking about protecting it a little bit more. Um, but man, it is the it is a perfect console to bring on the go. You know, I had to <laughs> I had to bring it out every time I went through security, Ryan. I had to bust mm-hmm. out my personal laptop, my work laptop, my Nintendo Switch, and my Series S, <laughs> and they each yep. needed their own bin. I was so high maintenance <laughs> going through the security things at the airport, but um, that is that's something to keep in mind. And I don't know, everything else just worked out. You just you bring your your power cord and your HDMI cable. It's it's all good. I also had my expansion pack, the the, the extra storage, which worked out really well for me. Um but I don't know. I don't think I have anything else to really to add to that, man.
1: Yeah, it sounds like Brendan Myers briefcase. It sounded like the uh you know if you would rent a, a console from Blockbuster back it's in exactly the day. Up. Like mm-hmm. that's the type of briefcase they give you, like your N64 in, because we I remember renting an N64 from Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. They pull out the suitcase and it's got foam and stuff in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. All right, next up, Plastic Hearts Podcast at Plastic Heart Pod asked the question, could we see Elden Ring on Game Pass soon after release? Ooh, Speaking of imagine? Game Pass, you think that next September when Deathloop launches there, will they release DLC that's exclusive for Xbox? I feel Xbox will add something special to the release since it was out one year later. So first of all, I think that Elden Ring will probably, if my gut... Is, uh, if I go with my gut, I think it'll come to Game Pass at some point because it, this, it's coming from Bandai Namco, and Bandai Namco has been uh, has a history of putting almost all their games on Game Pass, like mm-hmm. usually six to six months to a year after they're out. I mean, we saw yeah. it with Scarlet Nexus, we saw it with Jump Force, we saw it with most of the games they come out with. I, I imagine Jump Force is shutting fails. down,
0: by the way. Did you see that Jump Force is like shutting down the servers? That was actually on one of our news stories this week uh, that we actually there ended skipping go. over. But, bye, uh, bye, Jump Force.
1: There's that. So I imagine it Rip. comes to Game Pass at some point. Um, and by the way, we didn't talk about Elden Ring because they, they had gameplay for Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. It just looks like more open-world Dark Souls to me, and I just don't care about that.
0: But uh, <laughs> I, care. I care. I hope it comes to Game Pass. I don't, I don't know if I can see it happening day and date, but we, you know what? We don't... Again, I think Xbox is doing a good job of focusing our attention. We only are really focused on uh, Forza right now and Halo. And then mm-hmm. what's next going day and date into Game Pass? I don't know that we know that necessarily. So they could do... We're coming up on the the game awards. they could have a, they could have something to say there. I think that would be really cool. I think this game is going to be massive. and Xbox mm-hmm. needs more of those partnerships, Ryan. Like big yeah. games, big big games, we had that in 2021 with Outriders, uh, which was a surprise uh, fun time, and a gigantic get with MLB. So give us yeah. give us the rings, man.:
1: I don't know. If, if I was a betting man, I would say Elden Ring probably comes to Game Pass within 12 months of its release. That's that's what I'm going to say on the show right now. You can mark it on your calendars that it, it'll come b- sometime b- by like January, 2023, I think. But as far as the Deathloop question about DLC for Xbox, honestly, I don't really think they're going to do this. If anything, I, agree. They, I would actually see them maybe doing exclusive DLC for PlayStation for them losing exclusivity, kind of like what we're seeing with Final Fantasy VII Remake. But mm. I don't know. I don't think they're going to do any DLC for Deathloop at this point, so... Yeah,
0: I don't think and I think they're going to like be focusing on what's next rather than recouping. Like it feels like that would be a move to kind of make up for the fact that we didn't uh, Xbox fans didn't get it a year earlier. And I don't think that that's the game that they're playing. I think they're just like looking forward to what's next from the studio. You know, what is it? Mm -hmm. Redfall? Is that what it's called? Redfall. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. All right, last question of the week comes to us from Court Lalonde at
1: Court Lalonde, and I should have actually brought this up earlier because I forgot Court actually asked this particular question, but he asks, with the player count of Forza being so mm-hmm. high at launch, what do you anticipate the numbers are going to be for Halo Infinite? So we talked about this a little oh, bit. Oh, I but love it. Sean, let, let's have to guess, guess now. What mm-hmm. do we think the, the launch day numbers for Halo Infinite are going to be like? I'll go first. I'm going to say I bet that there are five billion players who play Halo on day one. What okay,
0: so are we doing like prices right rules? Like um closest to the real number and and uh if you're already your dead? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um okay, so you said five. Hmm. Yeah. I'll say five million what <laughs> you're such a jerk, <laughs> not, <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I think it'll be closer to six. I think it'll be six point two five million players on launch day. I think that's right. I think uh, I've got you. I think I've got you. You right. know, even if they won. just say
1: six million, Sean, because they usually just wrap yeah, right. to that million, <laughs> I'll still give it to you, anyways.
0: Oh, okay. That. Well, you don't have to. I, I, that's why I think, uh, yeah, 6.25. If they say six, you win. That's the rule. I know the that's rules. That's the rules. That, that's Those how we play prices right. That's how that's right. you
1: lose at Plinko if you go too far. What is this show? All right, we gotta go. But before we go, Sean Plugs go.
0: I think this show was the best show we've done yet so far. Uh you can find me on Twitter at Sean Capri Sean Lake Connery. Capri Like the Pants. You can find me streaming at Twitch, twitch.tv slash Sean Capri and uh, on Game Explain. <laughs> for <Yep>. goodness <laughs> sakes. Uh very, very cool, man. That's it for me.
1: That's nice, my friend. You're so famous now. As for me, you can find me on Twitter (laughs) at Ryan Turford. You also find us on Twitter at Yumi Capris, as well as on YouTube, youtube.com slash Yumi Capri, and on podcast services around the globe. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 215 of the Xbox
0: Drive, and we out. Bom. i wonder what the real number is going to be for halo if it's going to be 6.2567343924 that's way too many decimal points it doesn't even make any sense we'll see you guys next week Bom. the xbox drive is fueled by patrons at patreon.com slash capri and from the bottom of my heart i am so grateful to the nearly 70 patrons who support us each and every month with special thanks to our capremium producers dallas ford lee navarro the fearless leader of the phoenix overdrive extra life team and Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. You can support Jonathan Brown at YouTube.com slash GamingPurpleMonkey. Our Platinum Producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth. And all of our Gold Members, Argo, Benji Kong, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Dr. Doom, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, mac time marcus o'neill mr and mrs nasty boots rj kern skinny matt and xavier reyes if you'd like to support this show go to patreon.com slash capri and choose the patreon tier that works for you